Welcome to another episode of the Pergamonic Digest podcast. We have a special guest today, Jen Brain. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. I am really looking forward to our conversation because we're going to talk about some pretty exciting things, including training and talent within the digital media space, uh, how to learn in programmatic when you're just first starting. Uh, maybe we'll talk about how to navigate the industry as a you know, as an evergreen person, as a, I'm going to say a junior person. Um, and then we'll highlight your successes, especially coaching. I think your mentor for Bloom mm-hmm. UK. Yeah. We're both in the Women in Programmatic Network. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But I think we need a solid official introduction. So would you mind letting us know who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Jen. I work as a client partner at TPA Digital TPA Digital is a digital consultancy. We used to be the programmatic advisory. I suspect that's what you might know us as before. We updated the brand earlier in the year as we broadened our remit from programmatic to, you know, hoping to be able to consult in PPC and social. But yeah, that's where I'm from. And, you know, been in programmatic industry for the last sort of seven years or so. Nice, nice. I think we came across because Wayne... I posted a, uh, I think he had posted a newsletter and I read it and I reached back out to you and I said, you know, mm. you like somebody badass from TPA. So mm. um, here we are. Um, so thank you for the introduction. But before you got to DPA Digital, how, talk to us a little bit about your journey. Like, did you always want to work in programmatic advertising? No, I actually <laughs> fell into programmatic by sheer chance. Actually, I worked at I started at Tesco earlier on in my career and I started in the, I think it was a paid search and affiliates team, but I was at Tesco at a time the business was going through quite a lot of change. So after a few months of working there, I was actually, the business story restructured and I was moved into the programmatic team. So I'd actually been not struggling to get my head around paid search, but I just wasn't getting to grips with it. And then I was moved into the programmatic team and it all just started to make sense. I was like, there's a really nice creative part where I get to report on everything that's going on. Although it wasn't a move by choice. I, I don't know whether it was meant to be, but I've been in programmatic sort of ever since and it wasn't on purpose, but I yes. always aim to be in digital, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like to call search people the dark side. Um, yeah. <laughs> move from the dark side. It's you have yeah. life. <laughs> I know every single search person that's going to listen to this, like yeah. their eyes, whatever. I like to say that. I say what I say. Um, but yeah, but thank you for for sharing. So, how would you define programmatic advertising, or maybe your day to day, right? As a mm-hmm. uh, a TPA, like how would mm-hmm. you define what you do on a daily basis to a five year old? Gosh, well, they're two very different things. How to describe programmatic? I always used to say joke to my friends that you know those annoying ads that follow you around when you've looked at something for 10 whole seconds that's probably something I've done uh, <laughs> but then I was like that's probably not a good thing because I'm giving what I do a bad name and there's actually so much more to it than that um, you know it's much more advanced there's so much more that goes into it but what I do on like a day-to-day basis is we're working with different clients on a variety of different projects and the aim is to be impartial with that advice we're giving to them we don't have any relationships with media partners so we you know it allows us to be objective and sort of strategic in the recommendations we're making but 
you know those those projects are whatever they need to be working on it you know we've done rfp processes for um, an fmcg brand so you know running that process for them finding out what they their requirements are um sometimes it's entering sort of brands with a programmatic audit so again just getting to the nuts and bolts of their programmatic activity and being able to suggest improvements for them as well then things like transparency are important now to brands or Mm. how can they be buying media more efficiently things like that are they working with the right media partners Um, but it really it really 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 depends on the brands and where they are in that journey Mm. that's really cool because um so I am also in consulting but I Mm. niched very much into training yeah so once in a while like a a client of mine will reach out for staff augmentation but to fill in the blanks with the perception okay. that they need. And hmm. what if you're not, and whoever's listening, if you're not familiar with staff augmentation, it's basically this. Your programmatic ninja just left and, you know, you have all this work and you could probably do it, but you shouldn't. So you reach out to me as your consultant and I have a team of strategists and that plays into the project. And wow, this person is just keeping everything afloat, you know, augmenting their, their staff. I help them either find a new person or train a junior, maybe that is not yet mm-hmm. ready to be a senior and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. So TPA does just the, the recommendation of everything. Like sometimes you just need to call your best friend and ask yeah. some question, exactly. <laughs> like for real. And your best friend is going to keep you accountable. They're going to be for real with you. And they're going to share everything that you need to share. So I really like that aspect because I think it's needed so much in this mm-hmm. industry. And we rely a lot on our partners, like the, the mm-hmm. tech, their providers to educate us about the industry mm-hmm. and not so much on people like yourself, consultant, other experts that basically have touched different sources to get educated. So mm-hmm. let's talk about, you know, training into the field. Like what is your perspective of mm-hmm. training? Maybe tell us what's so important from a personal perspective too mm-hmm. and how you guys do it. Yeah, definitely. I think I always think it's important to look at both sides. Like you said, that practical side, understanding yeah. what programmatic is and how to understand what a good media plan looks like but also being able to present to sort of different stakeholders you know it's almost finding that balance of being mathematical being able to get into the nuts and bolts of programmatic whilst also being able to actually be quite a good people person and being able to present to different levels of people so it's really quite a hard balance actually I think of yeah finding the right skills for the job sometimes Yeah, yeah that's for real yeah and educating, like, what was it? I was somewhere on Instagram and there was a meme about, you know, go get the new job because mm-hmm. the budget to hire new talents is more than the yeah. budget to train internal mm-hmm. talents. And I thought, mm-hmm. is this even a thing? And I did some research and I was like, wow, apparently this is common. Mm-hmm. And so what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I completely agree. I think in one of my jobs, I used to see the recruitment fees. They pay some of these agencies. I was like, guys, just tra- train up some of your people. The amount yeah. you're paying these agencies is insane. Mm-hmm. But I think the industry's changed a lot in the last few years. You know right. what, like you said, you know, there's, I don't know whether I've just been around a little bit longer now and I find all these things now, but, you know, like at TPA, we've got our free academy course to 
you know, just introduce people to those fundamentals. I know you've got your course as well for those sort of nuts and bolts. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned before, all the vendors have got their own sort of, not university courses, but they've got their courses yeah. to try and introduce you to probably more their platforms, but mm-hmm. ultimately educate you on the, the nuts and bolts of programmatic, which I just don't remember having when I first started. So I think it's come on a long way with the training. And yeah. there is so much if you go looking for it or, like even though like even this podcast there's lots of other things out there that just didn't just weren't there before which is really exciting and it's just really shown how it's grown over the last few years yeah I do agree um Mm -hmm. and honestly that's one of the reason why we created the course so I mentioned we offer training and workshops and so we Mm -hmm. kind of standardize that training for Mm -hmm. individual perspective so that you can sign up pay for the course and then get the training on your own time it's on demand it's lessons and videos And I'm realizing the amount of impact it has. And I'm like, wow, if I had this course, right, back in 2012, when I first started, Mm. 2013, give or take, wow, it would have been such Mm. different things. Like, I think I would have had, I still would have had trials, okay, not Mm. to mention challenges like trials, but I think it would have been different because I would have had a different perspective. We're not saying that getting educated from your partners is bad. It is great. Mm. Actually, Mm. Even if you take my course or if you take TPA's course, I still recommend that you continue educating yourself Mm. and continue investing in your self-development journey. And that includes taking as many, you know, uh, courses as you can. So if you're working with a data provider or a DSP or SSPs that Mm. offering some education uh, lesson or courses, it's still very, very beneficial because the information Mm. may be somewhat the same, but you'll always have that focus. So my course is focused on trader on the buy side. Mm-hmm. Um, I know TPA's course, I've looked into it. You, you guys are really focused on fundamentals, but also you have mm-hmm. some really great content for publishers as well, which I think is yeah. bomb. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so every course you might listen to some lessons and be like, I know about it. Cool. You know about it. But there's always something else that you can learn more of. So mm-hmm. I know that I always say that on the, the podcast and the listeners probably like, dang, every single one of them, she's going to say it. But here it is. <laughs> I like to mention how I listened to Christo on a previous podcast. And he was saying, mm-hmm. like, if you want to learn something, you got to teach it. So if you think you know mm-hmm. this information, start teaching it to others. That can look as easy as like, let's say just posting on LinkedIn. Like I just Mm. read this article and this is what I did, right? This is how I'm understanding this. What are some actionable Mm. insights you can share that's going to teach somebody else how to do it? Um, So I think that's why I I love y'all's newspaper. I mean, newsletter, sorry, not newsletter. (laughs) That's different. That is old school right there. Old school, yeah. Your your monthly newsletter. um, I have a handful of newsletters that I'll sign up. Mm. And y'all are amazing. Oh, thank you. Hi, I'm Jen. It'd be great for you to join this podcast if you want to explore all things like getting started in programmatic, mentoring within the industry, how you can learn about programmatic when you're early on in your careers. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about learning in the industry, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so talk to us about how to navigate as a junior. Like, because I'd love to hear about your experience. Like, oh, back in the days when I started, these were the challenges, but now Mm. they're facing different struggles. And Mm. also, I'd love to hear more about Bloom. So maybe this is the opportunity Mm. to really talk about the importance of mentorship. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. It's twofold. I can remember sitting there at the beginning of my career and moving programmatic and you'd be sitting with our agencies with lots of people in a room and I wouldn't feel comfortable or know how to challenge them for, you know, like we was, were saying before, I don't know, how do I know what a reasonable CPM is or how do I know which audience to buy or why have you picked that partner to put onto the media plan? And it's, it's only after all these years that I can sit there and go, my gosh, this is an outrageous CPM. Why have they chosen that partner and feeling confident enough to do that? We were actually just discussing in uh, the office the other day, um, a, yeah. a brand media partner the other day. Sorry, I had a CPM. We we're like, oh my God, that's outrageous. How can they justify that? You know, it's what what planet were they think? What, what are they on about? And sometimes <laughs> it does take time. You know, it takes time sometimes with these things. But, you know, maybe earlier on in your career, you can have a think about, some of those questions and building your bank up so you just feel confident that you've got them and it might be that they're quite broad so that you don't feel completely in the dark to start with you know it might be that yeah. you just say to them you know what why have you picked those partners if you're working with an agency anyway why what made you pick those partners for this brand and yeah. you know as time goes on you know once you get the reports back the data that comes back which is what's great about programmatic is yeah. You can sit there and say, well, actually, Partner A performed really well on that previous media plan. Why have you not put them in here, for example? Or I think the CPM was, you know, it might be that, again, depending on the first call you're in, the CPM was, you know, X amount. Why is it now more? And it might be because Christmas is around or, you know, the seasonality changes, therefore the CPM changes. But, you know, starting to build up that knowledge from the data you can get, which you can get as soon as the campaign ends, you know, the, you can get a report out of a campaign straight away, start to have a look at it and analyse it and yeah. see mm. how it's performed so that you've got that to help you in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think from that side, of it, it's really great. But like you said, on the mentorship side of thing, don't be scared to ask those questions. We were all there, believe me, we were all there once upon a time and no stupid question is a stupid question oh, because yeah. we probably we probably asked it at some point as well. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> yeah, like you said, you know, we've whether it's just your colleagues in the, the yeah. office being comfortable with them if it's not, if you don't feel comfortable in your agencies or uh-huh. there are, again, groups around, like Bloom's great for just reaching out to people if you've got some questions and being comfortable to ask those in a safe space for women in advertising. And it might be, and we're from all sorts of backgrounds in mm. marketing communications. It's such a broad industry, but it might be some of those softer skills. Like I'm, I'm really struggling to present this or to place this. It might be actually something really broad and they'll be there to support you with that. Or oh, if it is something more specific, Mm-hmm. hopefully there'll be someone from programmatic in there that you can ask that more sort of granular yeah. question just to help you with your development so that's I think really, that's really important as well you know just, ask, just asking those questions you know yeah I think that's really important so you are a mentor right yeah uh, yeah so if anybody's listening and being like oh crap I don't know if I can access to bloom right because mm. bloom is in the UK and yeah and so it's for the UK specifically. Um, if anybody's listening and thinking, I really think I could benefit from mentorship, or mm. being a mentor or having a mentor. Mm. What are like three things you can tell them to those people? Why to consider? And then maybe mm. another three things for like why it's so important, right? How to mm. get started. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good question about how to get started, actually. I've I've always been so passionate about it of mentorship. Like I do work with those different women through Bloom to help support them with their 
mm-hmm. careers and where they want to go. And likewise, me having a mentor will be is you know helpful for me and my career and progressing within that. A lot of businesses do have them within their own, you know, ask your business for the mentorship scheme. Some of the larger sort of brands do often have that. Mm-hmm. If not, find, don't be scared to ask someone yeah. within the business. You know, you're going to ask someone in your business. If you don't have them, yeah. I'm probably at a more senior level, but to help you ask those questions and they can hopefully give you a subjective sort of answer back to you. Um, that's always been a good start. And, I, you know, I rarely come across someone who says no. Um, I can't think of any stats off the top of my head. I'd have to go and do them. But there are some really sort of damning or good stats, I suppose, to show what mentoring does to someone's career. So I would recommend it to everyone. And it's just finding that confidence to ask someone in the first place. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure any of the senior leaders in anyone's business or even just your another, ma- you know, another manager within that team would be more than happy to help you within your own business. Got it. So what, how do you think a somebody that wants to be a mentee or have a mentor should reach out if they see somebody, let's say we see somebody on LinkedIn that we want to really learn from, from that mm-hmm. one-on-one perspective, how can we reach out to that person? Like, has anybody just reached out to you outside of blue and say, listen, mm-hmm. I really want to be your mentee. Can you do that? Like how, what are the proper steps? What do you think? How do you think they should go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think something I hope something that COVID's given us is taken some of those barriers down. Why do we need to meet face to face? You know, you're in the States and I'm in the UK and we're doing something great like this. Um mm-hmm. it cool. is hard and terrifying to reach out to people on LinkedIn, I think. And I think that's half the battle, isn't it? But I've always been a big believer in, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I no. I'll either not respond or say, No, I'm really oh. sorry, I just don't have the time, you know. No. Um I would always try and fit you in, but you just don't know what's going on. But there, you know, hopefully someone would always be honest with you and get back to you. Just say to them, hi, oh, I really love your career. It looks really, really great. I'd love to, so I'm, you know, explain a bit about yourself, maybe where you are in your career. And I'd love to get some advice from you because of, or some mentorship from you because of X, Y, Z. Because I, hmm, yeah, good. maybe something along those lines. And uh-huh. I'm yeah. sure reaching out for a mentorship, most people would be, more than happy it's not like you're trying to get a sales pitch into someone on LinkedIn is it yeah I think I also find it very helpful when when you're pitching to find a mentor just Mm. literally what Jen said just introduce yourself tell them Mm. I'm in my first year and I'm Mm. looking to grow and Mm. I love your content like even if Mm. they're in a leadership uh, position I always say that it's nice to hear when you have impact in someone's life so mm-hmm. let them know your your content has an impact in my life, mm-hmm. or you know, heard to heard Jen on the podcast say this, and I mm-hmm. thought it was helpful. So here it is, mm-hmm. and even sometime I I I recommend if being funny is you right is mm-hmm. part of your authentic uh, self, then be funny. Like uh, sometime when mm-hmm. I pitch a big client and I'm like, you know what, I just heard that um, I got to shoot my shot. So here it is, you know, I'm shoot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sometimes just having a little bit, just doing it, you just got to get started. And the hardest Mm. part, it's just that. It's not asking Mm. to get started that first step. So I love what you said. I think that's really important. I had unofficial mentors and I realized them years after that they are considered mentors. And I'm really Mm. grateful. Like it's literally people that have reached out over my career and say, hey, Mm. what do you think about this? Think about Mm. this salary. What do you think about Mm. this interview? What do you think about Mm. this side pitch? So I think I definitely think it's needed. And I always say mm. that you put yourself in a room where you feel uncomfortable so that 
so that you get to learn from these others because there's power mm-hmm. and redis- discovery in being uncomfortable because yeah, then exactly. you're you're training your body for something new mm-hmm. so it's easier to get to do new things mm. and new things and challenge yourself. Mm. So get yourself a mentor. I love the yeah. conversation. I wish we had more time for the conversation, but here's, let's move into our closing uh, segment where I ask very, very specific questions such as, can you share one fun fact about yourself? Uh, like I was saying to you before, this is always such a hard one. <laughs> uh, I always, um, always lead. I'm a bit of a crazy cat lady. I love cats. Everything. <laughs> Big cats, small cats, whatever it is. I've only got one cat. I'm not allowed anymore at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Crazy cat lady. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. All right, so let me ask this. Actually, since we were just talking about mentorship, do you have anybody that, and you can give names because we want to give them a shout out. Do you have you had anybody that maybe most recently, or maybe it was the very first time you realized like, I want to do this, that really inspired you? So, you know, I like Oprah because, you know, not because she's Oprah, but she literally, every time she opens her mouth, there's a lesson, a life lesson. Mm. And then most recently I came across this badass woman called Rachel Rogers, and she teaches women how to build their business to a seven figure Mm. business and small business owners like myself. So Mm -hmm. I just love how authentic she is, how Mm. truly herself she is and Mm. how she's just saying like, Hey, if clients don't accept me, then they cannot work with me. And I think that ticks a lot of yeah. balls to admit, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't accept me, yeah. I cannot professionally work with you. Mm. And I think that mm. takes a lot. Mm. So I would consider them almost a mentor in this mm. moment, right? I don't have a call with them set up every time, but they're influencing how I make decision now. Mm. Can you share maybe, and if it's current mentors, feel free to share if they, if you want mm. to. Can you share maybe one or two person that when you listen to them or every time you read about them, you watch them, you're like, ah, dang, this, that's no, that's mm. dope. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I do need to get a new mentor. I'm sitting here going, I'm, I love mentoring people, but I need to sort out my own mentor and sort of my own development. But um, I th- always love the stuff, Simon Sinek, and I'm going to crucify his surname. Oh says, you know, I just love, I love his it. stuff and it, mm-hmm. his leadership and his mentorship and just how he approaches everything like you said I'm never going to have a session with him but when he puts things on to LinkedIn or Instagram if I'm following him you're just like yeah that that's it that just makes sense Um, and I love that social is moving in a way that you're we can try and be our more authentic selves and I follow a again not necessarily a mentorship I follow a um, girl on Instagram and she does sort of she's an independent sort of legal providing legals for um small businesses again but she's so real with it she's like you know I have I had sort of a bad day today or actually I've been in client back-to-back meetings today or mm-hmm. actually I've been juggling my two-year-old today well and she's sharing that on her sort of yeah. professional Instagram as well and yeah, it's really nice good. just to be so real with it you know um, yeah no that's so real like I appreciate that yeah I follow a handful mm-hmm. of like really strong women on Instagram because you know they're not in our field but it's just like wow it's just (laughs) nice and refreshing to hear Mm -hmm. some like it's so real and I feel Mm -hmm. like it can really get I feel like any of these people I just mentioned I can sit down with them and just have like a really legit conversation with like Mm -hmm. like we need other so thank you yeah thank you for for mentioning and yeah we're going to challenge you to find yourself a mentor because (laughs) 
man like you always need this is just like i don't know if you heard this phrase but coach needs a coach like nobody mm, if you have met 100%. somebody that's like i don't need a coach i don't need to learn this run away like no yeah. <laughs> I think that mentality that you know it mm. all is not mm. healthy not for them or yeah. for you and your environment mm. so run um so yeah we're gonna find yourself a mentor if anybody's listening to this um she yeah. accepting application what would be the be- perfect mentor for you though what would you look into um, things. yeah no 100 i think like we always sit here and preach these things but do you actually practice what you preach all the time you know um <laughs> someone to push me out of my own comfort zone like i've always That's had a, a saying of like if you're the most uh what it, i think it's something if you've got the most knowledge in the room you're in the wrong room sort of yeah, thing so it's that room. point to you know someone to push me to just go and do those things what's the harm in writing that first message for like we were mentioning with the mentees yeah. before yeah. and go and set up those things that you want those sessions with those groups for coaching that you want to do so yeah I think it's someone to push me out of my comfort zone and to get the confidence just to do those things good. absolutely yeah that's good yeah yeah that's what I told my mentee she's she's a recent grad mm. and she started her first ad jobs and she's super mm. excited move uh, across the, the country to get to that job and she loves it mm she's really amazing like mm. I was like I when I was 23 or 24 whichever she is like I was not thinking about all this stuff I just wanted to yeah. go home and just like watch tv or do this and she's like really determined right about so mm. her future so I told her just the fact that you have a mentor like sets you up for success like you're mm. way beyond this stop you know don't stress and so the biggest thing I tell her is just that like just keep you know keep educating yourself like keep mm. reading Keep reading books. Uh, we're big readers anyway in the family. Mm. So that's why when you say Simon Sinek, I was like, oh, start with why it's one of my favorite books. I have it here. Yeah. But yes, we thank you. Thank you for dropping by. This was so amazing. Um, having me. Buddy wants to reach out to you and ask questions, work with you, be a mentor, ask you to be mm. a mentee, a men- their mentor. How can they do that? Uh, I guess reach out to me on LinkedIn or um, more than more than uh, feel free to email me. But yeah, I think LinkedIn is always a good start if you want to reach out with anything. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll have Jen's information in the show notes and the description of this podcast or the video on YouTube if you're watching. As always, thank you for joining us for another week of Programmatic Digest podcast. We appreciate and love you and have a wonderful day. Bye.